Have we have we started, Josiah? Yep, that was the intro. Oh, okay, cool. Thank um, you, dude. That was that was <laughs> th- such a Thank you so much. That was so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. That was amazing. Well, gentlemen, I hope y'all are ready because next week mm-hmm. Super Mario Bros. the movie releases. Oh my god. Chris Pratt? Dang boy. <laughs> it popped it up on the screen a second ago. Um nice. Well, it's good to be back. I have had COVID all week. We thought he was going <laughs> to die. Last episode. Facts. Or will we have to make one by ourselves? It's really depressing. <laughs> this is his funeral uh, episode. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> episode. This was Jesse's the third time I've had COVID. Episode. This was the worst time, too. Really? Like, I, most time, or the other two times, it was like one day kind of bad, but then like fine. For like two days, I was like stuck laying on the couch. Didn't know if I would make it. Not really. I was fine, but two days were really rough. Um, but I'm back, and it's good to be back. I go to work tomorrow. Lame. I know. It's <clears throat> on Thursday. Part of your work is you get to hang out with me. Facts. Some of our fellow colleagues speculated <laughs> that you faked it to get vacation time. <laughs> Who are Who your is fellow <laughs> colleagues? Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. I wish. Myself, <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> Dang. I, I I stood with him, by the way, that um you just faked it. <laughs> okay, good. I did. Um, cool. So this week, let's start off by a couple weeks ago, we talked about our worst coffee shop experience. Mm-hmm. What has been y'all's, when you look back at all your coffee shop experiences, Ooh. one that has stood out as your best? That's a lot. I have one. We were there together. Uh-oh. It was, I, uh, I think, the customer service and the experience I have in there every time I've been in there at Wayward Coffee oh, in Dallas it. is always good. I always feel nice. super welcomed. Uh, people always say hi whenever you walk in. And if you have a question about something, they're, they're ready to answer it. The coffee's good. Um, they know what they're doing with the milk. Um, Sheesh. I, I really don't have a, ba- a bad thing to say about Wayward. Nice. Do you remember what you got from that time, or is it just like a good experience that you remember? The first time that, well, I've been there multiple times. Whenever uh, okay. I'm in Dallas, I try to go there, and, yeah. and it's been really consistent every single time, no matter mm-hmm. who the barista is, which I think is a, a testament to their training and yeah. they are as a shop, and I think that that's super important. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I went, we both had a pour over. Mm-hmm. Did y'all share it? No, no, Dang. we had that would have been we cute. had individual ones, and then every other time I've gone, I think I got a latte one time and a cappuccino the other time. Oh, okay, but every single time it's been good, so super consistent. Nice, Caleb. What's your best? Also wayward. No, oh, okay. um, so I mean, in Dallas, wayward's probably my favorite, but um, my best ever or Davis Street. Yeah, Davis Street's really nice. Um, but they don't have Wi-Fi. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat and do two. One Uh-oh. for coffee and one for like, it's like overall experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Inclusion. <laughs> shut up. Um, probably my favorite, like, uh, coffee wise is this place in Boston called Grace Note Coffee. Hmm. Um, I went there a few times last summer. And 
it's it's a little bit out of the way. That's why I'm just kind of like the experience is kind of lame because it's kind of in a sketchy <laughs> area. But um, it's probably the best like coffee at a shop I've ever had. It's mm-hmm. it's really good. Um, I mean they're also a roastery, but like I, I don't know why, but everything was just like the drip. The drip was the drip was comparable to like some places I've gotten a pour over at. Yeah, like it was it was really good, and then nice. um, they made the pour overs really well and really nicely. Um, it, was, it was just a good experience or good good coffee. Um, probably like experience. I know some people might find this controversial, but I think Silver Grizzly as an experience. They do have a great they, experience. Like just, they have I a mean, big bear on the back wall. <laughs> I love looking at that guy. Cause the cause the coffee's good, the vibe is nice, the baristas are all really nice. Yeah, um, they're tr- all trained really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the coffee, like they use good coffee, um, and they're super like personable. Like you can just ask them a question, and most of them know how to answer it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably like my favorite like overall like vibe, including coffee. Yeah, and just like the whole thing. They do things really well. Mm-hmm. I am really grateful that that's so close to yeah. us yeah um like it it can knock some shops that i think are more well known out of oh, the yeah. water in yeah. terms of quality and i don't content. know starbucks is yeah dude i was actually gonna <laughs> talk about my it. favorite experience um so it was <coughs> in uh <coughs> What he said the S Oh wait, word. we can't Uh-oh. make jokes. Big coffee's gonna come Big after us. Gonna get us Big cancel coffee's us. gonna cancel us, dude. So uh, it was on this road trip. We stopped at this place. Uh, it was like uh, it was, they had like a big DD on the outside. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm dude, stop! Big coffee, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So find us. I don't know if this is like the best experience. I don't know. I'm asking best shop experience. I had a really good time at this place because it was just really unique. Um, it was in Maryland. I can't remember what town it was in, but it, the shop is called Vigilante Coffee hmm. Shop. Interesting. Um, and they had taken an old car shop, like an auto body shop. And so like they had three or four garage mm-hmm. doors. And That's a cool vibe. it was really cool because it was in the middle of COVID. And so I think that was another thing like they were trying to still offer coffee obviously um and a shop experience in the height of like covid lockdowns in maryland which is was really way more locked down than here south um and like i just remember like it was really cool having those all the garage doors up and going in and then like we drank coffee on the street um i don't remember like my barista being super kind they were Mm. a little like rude honestly but yeah the like shop itself was really cool and the coffee was good um and then i remember their branding being really good um and then vigilante what a cool name for a coffee shop yeah oh yeah um so yeah that was mine but i I would agree that silver grizzly does a great job um silver grizzly has great branding too they do they i love their bags and just like everything Mm -hmm. i love it it's so cool i think we're like even like slightly a little numb to it just because it's local and just yeah. because we go there a lot. But even after like going to some of my favorite coffee shops in much bigger cities that have much larger demographics, I yeah. think it not only holds up, but it it surpasses a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just easy to be like, oh, these other places in bigger cities are going to be nicer. But like, Yeah, but that, that's not the case. No. Yeah. It's all about the people and it's yeah, all about facts. facts. They do a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, this is um, 
this week we actually have like a topic other than like a catch up week, which yeah. is which is fun. We're back uh, at it. Back at it, talking about the fourth wave. Let's go. Um, Shoot. <clears throat> said the name of the podcast. Dang, he, he said it. Record it. Sound bite. <laughs> um, this week we're going to talk about growing regions, um, and so we have like three. Um, I think when you talk about growing regions, there are individual growing regions within countries. Um, but then there are like you can zoom out, and then there's countries, and then you can zoom out again. And there's like three dominant growing regions in, in the Americas, that, which is like Central Latin America and yeah. South America. And then there's Africa, maybe a little bit into middle, the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Asia, or predominantly like Southeast Asia. Like the Philippines. Yeah, Philippines, like in- Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <clears throat> those are the big three. And I kind of just wanted to like hear y'all's thoughts on like what and we'll get more in depth maybe on like what some of the differences in these regions are and and kind of talk about that but what is like when i say hey what is your favorite growing region Mm -hmm. what is that and why and maybe is there like a coffee when like a memorable coffee from Mm -hmm. that so caleb so i've always been a big ethiopian guy like that's kind of been like from the beginning, that's like the coffee that I've like always kind of attracted myself to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about it. I was like, why do I like it so much? I mean, I love the flavors and I'm, cause I love, I'm a big light roast fan and, yeah. um, and I love like fruity flavors. And I, re- I also like thought about it and I was like, that was like the fur, I think like the first pour over I made was with an Ethiopian bean. Mm-hmm. And like, that's kind of where my, coffee journey started with when i like started really really getting into coffee it was with it was with like porvers and things like that so yeah so i think that's just it kind of comes from that too like it's just like one it's memorable but i also just really enjoy the flavors in it what uh is there like a specific region within ethiopia that you prefer some over others i know like yurgachev is really big mm-hmm. and i was like i was like there's, there's two of them that i really like um yeah. Because the first coffee I had, it was a Yurgachev yeah. from Silver Grizzly. I can't remember, like, what they called it. Um, oh, uh, w- ah, crap. I, th- I know what coffee you're talking about. Yeah. I just can't think of the name. I, I can't remember. Anyway, and then I also really like the Sadamo region. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that Equator coffee that I had. Yeah. That's probably my favorite coffee that I've had. Um. I love the lemony notes in it, especially when I brewed it with the AeroPress. So, cool. Um, does, so do you do you want me to keep talking about Ethiopia or do, do you? Or it's do your you world, I'm living in it. Unless Josiah wants to tell Josiah, me his favorite, you go ahead. Yeah, so I, I'm also a big fan of really fruity coffees and really sweet coffees. But I think if you like pose me with the question, you have to have one last cup of coffee. Oh. I think I would choose something a lot spicier mm, yeah and yep. a lot darker um because i don't know i like to think about coffee and drinks in general like how well would it pair with food yeah and stuff and i like <clears throat> to think about naturally coffee you think about how it pairs with breakfast mm-hmm. and i usually don't lean towards sweeter things for that yeah um but i think if i had to choose one coffee to have again and that was my last cup uh, which luckily isn't a reality I'll ever have to endure, hopefully. 
Um, but for the sake of the conversation, yes. for the sake of conversation, was <laughs> a Costa Rican from Brown Coffee, and it was the El Dragon. Oh yeah, I really, really enjoyed that coffee. It was very peppery, very, very dark. And I think that's like from the Terrazzo region. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's correct. And so I really like that one. And another region that I had that I did discuss on this podcast already was the Panama Creativa. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really balanced. And uh, apparently Creativa isn't actually the name of the district. Yeah. Sounds like the word probably creative. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think when I kind of like wrote this question down, I mm-hmm. thought of two regions that I think are really different from one another, um, or countries that are different from one another. Yep. Cause I, I chose one in, um, Central America, South America area, mm-hmm. and then one in Asia. Um, and one thing I'm going to stop before I go into that one thing brown coffee does in San Antonio that I really like in their house blend they always do one coffee from one of the three main growing regions so they mm-hmm. always have an, a latin american coffee yeah. an african coffee and then a uh, asian, asian coffee, coffee. And i think that's always really cool like yeah their their house blend is always the three made up the three main major growing regions mm-hmm. um but the first one that I wanted to talk about was Weiwei Tanango in Guatemala. Oh, yeah. So that's like far west, um, kind of more, I wouldn't say south, I'd say central, really far west um, in Guatemala. Um, And I have a coffee, I know I don't have it anymore. I used to have a coffee that I roasted from this region. That's what I said, because that that was like a lot of people bought that one from you, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, I like, bought a couple bags myself. It was a big like hit for me because it was mm-hmm. like really orangey, citrusy. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I made an espresso with that, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is so like rich, yeah, and so fruity." That was like one of my favorite things, and I think that's probably like when you think of Guatemala, I think you think of Weiwei Tanango, and then maybe one more region, but I think that's like the main one. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, I don't know. I think it's right next to Mexico. I'm trying to like picture this in my brain. I think it's way on the West side, right next to Mexico, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so that was one of them. And then the second one that I thought of was, this is like a big shocker, but I have like a coffee that is like inherently linked to this growing region and it's Sumatra in Asia. And you know, they're like kind of more known i feel like for growing like a lot of robusta um mm-hmm. but brown had a coffee one time from sumatra um let me see if i can remember the growing region um i don't could you rem- explain the difference between arabica and robusta yeah, 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 for yeah. People at home? so for the people at home so arabica is like 90% probably uh, it, the vast majority of the coffee in the world is Arabica and um, it's like a little like usually sweeter and nuttier and like you know more tastier notes more approachable whereas, yeah more approachable whereas like Robusta is like it's harsher and it's going to have more caffeine in it but 
it's like harsher and like when you're like man this tastes like tire it could be robusta or they could have just burnt it um and so it's like there's some people out there who are like big robusta people and they're like oh yeah i i always have robusta in my espresso blend um because they want more caffeine or something other um but this coffee from sumatra it was a arabica but it was kind of like a tobacco pipe mm, flavor and it was like but if you looked at it like if you just held the bean in your hand you weren't expecting it to taste like that like it was still a lighter colored coffee bean but that was just like the natural flavor of it you're saying that solely based on color yeah solely based on color like you would have been like oh this might taste fruity might taste chocolatey but no it was like super like kind of like smoky in like the best way that's super cool um and i was a big fan of it just because like i think when i like first drank that coffee it was earlier in my coffee stages and i'd kind of like thought coffee was supposed to be this smokier thing um so it was a little nostalgic in that but it was also like hey like coffee can be this if it's like but this is its natural flavor and i thought that was really cool um Mm -hmm. so yeah but caleb before we uh jumped off that ship what were yes you gonna say about ethiopia oh i mean i just i was gonna talk about some of the things that is kind of yeah that i kind of liked about it um i just think it's super interesting like the way they like produce coffee and everything like um i know i know a large part of like the ethiopian like coffee production is like Mm -hmm. kind of done naturally like Mm -hmm. they don't have like plantations or um or like farms they like go into the mountains or wherever Mm -hmm. and like pick the wild yeah just like they it all grows wild and i I think that's like real i think it's really cool compared to a lot of other countries and i'm that is also probably why it's so much more expensive (laughs) Mm -hmm. than other places um yeah but i I still think it's a real like it's a really cool i think one thing thing they like how how it's produced one cool thing about like kind of that note on mm-hmm. Ethiopia is like when you look at varieties yeah, and like a lot of times they just list it as what are they, what's the wording that they choose to do? Um, it's like, Oh, I don't know. They don't, they don't disc- give it like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is a like bourbon. They just say, this is, I think, Oh, do y'all know what it is? What are you talking about? It? I don't on, like the varietal or variety. It says like, I don't know. It's basically just saying like we don't we can't identify it because all oh, the times yeah. it's wild. Yeah. Like they can't identify exactly what kind of like, like coffee the, plant it is. Mm-hmm, Cuz um they just kind of pick it out of the the bushes yeah. that are already there. Um Yeah, I just I just always thought that was like super interesting um in like low key low-key inefficient i'm gonna be honest but i think that's why it's so sought after just because um it is it is that yeah like soup and it's it's super light too which i i like lighter copies um as i've mentioned but um i i know a lot of like ethiopian coffees they kind of describe it as like has that like tea like mm-hmm. mouthfeel to it um which i really like because I've become more of a tea guy also recently, but dang weird flex. Mm, yep. Um, Good. they call it heirloom types, uh, and so it's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, yeah I've seen that. And it's because like they don't like there's so many different varieties in Ethiopia because like 
I guess, you know, like plants, you know, they reproduce in their own way, mm-hmm. don't understand it, but they, when they reproduce, they create all these other subtypes. And, uh, so they just are like, oh yeah, this is an heirloom. And so we're like, I think sometimes in our mind, we're like, oh yeah, that's an heirloom. We we're like, that's yeah. one specific type of bean, but it really, it's like all these others that they mm-hmm. haven't even like given a name to yet, yeah. which is cool. No, yeah. I do find it interesting, like kind of looking at like the average elevation of um, a lot of these, like a lot of the different Ethiopian types. Mm-hmm. Yurgachev is definitely the highest one by like a few hundred meters. Yeah. Um, and Sadama, I think it's the lowest one, actually. Yeah. I think it's kind of interesting that I... I guess that makes sense why I, I can easily like identify the, the differences. Like I can tell the differences between the two since they're all they're born in different places. Yeah. Um, um, the coffee you were talking about earlier from Silver Grizzly, mm-hmm. it was Coke Honey. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, it finally hit me. Um, I don't know why, but <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know if y'all can shed any light on this, but like, do y'all know why the higher coffee gets, like the f- more fruity it is, or is that just kind of like a thing that exists, but not a lot. Like, there's not really a reason why. I think it's because of exposure to the sun. Mm, interesting. And uh, like, not in the same way that like it just yeah. has less shade. But uh, everyone here has been to the Dead Sea mm-hmm. before, and you know how people go there because of the lower elevation. They are further away from the sun, so people go yeah. go there to like get rid of like diseases and stuff mm-hmm. and it works because of like uv light and stuff so in the most non-scientific answer possible it is because <laughs> there's more uv light there yeah um no also so like one thing that's super interesting about like the elevation mm-hmm. um so like my coffee plant standing sitting in the corner like next year it'll be three years old so it'll start producing fruit yeah but like if i were to go roast that like if I were to like, man, this I'm gonna I'm gonna wash this and then I'm gonna dry it and then like I'm gonna roast it now, it would not produce good coffee because it was grown at, you know, in East Texas, not high above <laughs> sea level, <laughs> and the atmospheric pressures. Um, so like, it's growing really high up where the atmospheric pressure is mm-hmm. harder. It's like a little bit rougher, yeah. and so like the coffee bean has to be really dense inside when it grows in those higher regions mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> if we were to grow it in like East Texas, it would like explode in my roaster. I'm pretty sure because it would, it wouldn't be like as really? dense or as like, yeah. So like, uh, would it have a lot of air content? Yeah. It would have higher air content probably. Oh, and you know, it wouldn't be good because it would explode and you wouldn't actually be able to make coffee out of it. Um, so kind of like the more, the more, compact it gets because of like the higher elevation mm-hmm. so that's i guess maybe that's like what brings out kind of like the fruitiness of it yeah and then also like a lot of those like mountain ranges that they're on those are like volcanic mountains a lot of times and so you know it's it's growing and the soil is like yeah of that and so it it probably picks up i know soil has a lot to do with it um based off of um like in the sense of like how fertile that ground is. And so I know a lot of times when people are marketing it, they're like, Oh, this grows on the edge of this volcanic mountain or whatever. And mm-hmm. so they try to like, yeah. like use it as a selling point. Yeah. Well, cause I know like 
like places like Josiah, shut the freak up. <laughs> Sorry, that was disgusting. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I know like the lower it goes, the I guess maybe the less dense it is, so it gets yeah. gets a little more of the the air in there, so it makes it like spicier, like yeah, Costa Rica or um like Mexican grown coffee. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, I know it's kind of like a little bit of a random thought, but yeah, it was interesting. I think it is interesting and may, probably worthy of a entire episode worth of research of mm-hmm. like heights and that it's growing at. So someone write that down. Um, <laughs> write that down. Write that down. <laughs> write that idea down. <laughs> let let him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> um, I was gonna say something about Ethiopia, and mm-hmm. but I can't remember what it is. Um, I just read it somewhere, and I'm trying to look back and find yep. it. Um, this is a little fact from uh, Scribbler's Coffee Co. Uh, high altitude enhances coffee flavor uh, because cooler mountain temperatures provide a slower growth cycle mm. for coffee trees, Interesting. which yeah. prolongs bean development. Yeah. And then this longer maturation process imbues the coffee bean with more complex sugars, yielding deeper and more compelling flavors. Hmm. Interesting, yeah. So because it's like in this harsher, higher up environment where it's colder, the it has like, to grow for longer. It has to grow for longer, opposed to that like here in Texas when it's you know thirty degrees last week and there's no flowers anywhere, and then the <laughs> sun comes out and it's seventy five, yeah. eighty degrees, and there's rose bushes that just bloom out of nowhere. They can't necessarily do that because like mm-hmm. the the weather is different. Ah. They don't really have time to like fully mature. Yeah, it's so interesting. We live in such a like weird area where it's so hot, and we I feel like we view things differently because of that. But and it sucks, and it sucks because I sweat. Um. Oh gosh, let me pull up my notes. Um. One thing I wanted to talk about, like, was the the differences in these growing regions. And Caleb, you said something like. A second ago, like in Yergachev, like they tend to do mm-hmm. natural process a lot yeah. more. Um, and I think some of that's because like, they're like, man, this is going to be really tasty. Let's let it be a natural process. Yeah. But I, a lot of times it has to do like, because of it's an agricultural product mm-hmm. and it has w- to do with their ability to have access to water. And so like, mm. I, as you were talking about how like they go into the mountains to like, harvest this i wonder mm-hmm. if it's like just easier for them wherever they harvest it to like set up camp or something and mm-hmm. like undergo the process and they're like don't have easy access to water i wonder if that's why i'm always trying to like think yep. of like what are the farmers going through like and why do they choose to do it that yeah. way i know sometimes they do it on purpose and are like putting it through different processes mm-hmm. also i just looked up something this is kind of going back to like altitude and stuff like that but um, I know just from that website you're reading from, it said something about like, uh, it takes longer for it to like develop. Yeah. Um, I was looking at like, I did very light. I did like Ethiopian versus Colombia, the harvesting period for like, uh, for a lot of the Colombia or Ethiopian coffees, um, was like October to like March, October to February. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six months. Yeah, six months. 
Um, I'm bad at math. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but then when you look at a place like Columbia, it's like March to June, September to December. Uh, yeah, there were some that were like November to December. Mm-hmm. Um, so like two months versus like six months. So you, you can really see that time like it takes to develop. Yeah. Um, and you get that, that, I guess that sweeter coffee. Yeah. That's really interesting in like growing regions. Mm-hmm. Cause like wh- what they call it, they call it the bean belt, which is like, you know, we got the Bible belt. They got the bean belt. Yeah. Where like, Really, all of the coffee farms and growing regions are all really close to the equator. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because like the, um, like we, they don't experience seasons probably the same way we do no. because, you know, they're staying mm-hmm. pretty s- centered on the sun yep. year round. Um, and so I don't know. That's so interesting because like their seasons aren't changing much. So, but their growing regions st- are growing seasons still change like when they they're like okay this coffee we pick during this month and so i wonder if that's more out of like a oh i don't know i don't understand because like you know we grow we can grow broccoli in the winter and we can grow carrots in the fall and then we can grow peppers in the summer and like late spring um but like coffee still has like its growing seasons um have you ever like i don't know that's just like a weird thought that i had because I know, like, from coffees that I've roasted, they're like, oh, these these farmers pick this during this month. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, couldn't it grow year-round? But I don't know. Mm. I don't know. That's I, guess, maybe I don't, I don't know the science all. behind crops enough of just, like, yeah, it, not just coffee, like, anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. And maybe it's because, maybe it just that's the, what how the cookie the crumbled and, and yeah, maybe we'll look into to farming cycles and uh like different processing yeah i mean because like certain plants obviously thrive in the winter time mm-hmm. so that's why we grow them in the winter some thrive in the yeah. summer so we grow through during the summer which is rare around here because the summer is so hot and it burns plants fact um also i guess for reference um when you think about like elevation Mm-hmm. Uh, of like growing coffee um the typical elevation of ethiopia was i think it was like for Yurgachev, it was 1700 to about 2200 is that meters above sea level mm-hmm. okay um and then when we're in marshall mm-hmm. and we are 125 uh, meters above sea 80. level so um <laughs> Just just for reference, when you're like, oh, like, why couldn't you grow coffee? We are, like, thousand, <laughs> like, almost 2,000 meters, meters below, below, like, below are. them. Yeah. So, mm. so, basically, we just need to build a really tall mountain <laughs> in Marshall, <laughs> and then we can grow coffee. Yeah, we just need, it just needs to be, like, 2,000 meters tall. Yeah. So, no big deal. Easy. <laughs> or we could just build a really tall building. <laughs> So you said that one in Ethiopia is uh, two thousand above. Uh, yeah, about about two thousand. About two thousand. So Eldragon ranges from sixteen hundred to eighteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so that's in Colombia. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's in Costa, Costa Rica. Rica. Costa Rica. Yep. Sorry. In the Terrazu region. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's interesting. I guess that that's also probably why the flavors are a little more like spicier and deeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But that that makes me wonder, darker, like. I mean, 
like um whenever you put it into like a ratio like what mm-hmm. is how does elevation like directly affect flavor like how high is that yeah. to be before you start like tasting fruitier notes or sweeter notes hold on let and me at what point so there's this there's this like company or like there's this guy called i think it's like pull and pour coffee on instagram i don't know if you've ever seen him i've not um he like he they her whatever i don't know um they post charts like they post a lot of charts and like some recipes but they post a lot of charts like they have a coffee flavor wheel they have like a brewing ratio thing um one of them they posted let me see if i can find it on their account it was like a pyramid of like elevations mm-hmm. here we go um 1500 is considered like wait okay i don't i don't know the transition rate 1500 plus masl you know what that means I don't know what that means. NASL. Meters above M- sea level. Me- oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So like 1,500 plus meters above sea level, that's considered like very high. Okay. Um, eh, maybe. Hold on. Because I wouldn't consider like Costa Rican coffee like super high. Yeah. And here, uh, here's a coffee that I've had before in Sumatra, a different coffee. That grows at fifteen hundred meters. Yeah, and then let's see if I can find a different chart because um, I think I think it's like a good like reference. But um, let's see if there's a different one. That is interesting because like fifteen hundred does not seem high when compared to like twenty two hundred in Ethiopia. Yeah, yeah, and I just found an interesting an Indonesian coffee. That is 8,000 meters above sea level. Wait, what's our initial number? Uh, where we've We been. were just talking about how 2,200 was high. Eight yeah, th- it says 8,000. Is that meters or feet? Are you sure? Because it feet. might say, oh, it's feet. Feet. Oh, okay, oh, okay, my okay. Gosh. So that's going to be about 2,000, right? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Probably like Okay, I was like, I was like there's something. no way. I was like, I don't even think that place <laughs> like, exists. I mean, that would like, still be like 2,500. Yeah, so they're growing that yeah. on Mount Everest. Not uh, uh, this, uh, I was like 8,000. I was like, uh, they're like dude, growing you it you should on. have seen my face when I first read that. I was like, <laughs> I was like dear God. <laughs> oh, yeah, most funny. of these charts I'm seeing are saying like 1,500 meters is Pretty high. Bro, Jesus growing uh, this coffee. What, someone, here, I'll look in it up. In the heavens. <laughs> oh, I want to see what Hawaii, because Hawaii has some good coffee, but also mm-hmm. interesting coffee. Um, so like Hawaii coffee growing elevation. Um, I want to see what this is. Okay, so it grows, wow, that's a really wide range, from 500 feet yeah, to 3,000 feet. Wow. So 5,000 feet's like, Super low, like basically Marshall level low. Yeah, that's uh, interesting because you said five hundred. All, all these charts to three thousand, so like three thousand feet. But still, that's that's sh- like so one thousand. Oh, five hundred yeah, yeah. feet, not five thousand five hundred. No, five hundred. Oh my god! So like, <laughs> like just a little beach. bit higher than us right now like on the beach. <laughs> that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, like on, you know, just halfway up the mountain. No. That's so interesting. Um, Dang, that's so cool. Yeah, and I know coffee, like coffee, like they have in Hawaii, they have like Kona and yeah, like they have really good coffees um, that sometimes are kind of expensive, um, but that's probably also because American markets and mm-hmm. 
yeah. you know, American labor and stuff like that. Well, I can share this if you want us to travel to a Hawaiian coffee farm. <laughs> I had a friend who, uh, from high school who and like, I don't know where posted on, um, Instagram that he moved to Hawaii and he was working at a coffee farm, which was a nonprofit. That's literally so cool. And yeah, it was super interesting. I was like, what, what are you doing there? Like, tell me more. And he's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I just do what the head honcho tells me to. (laughs) I was like, okay, do you bro. Um, that literally sounds so cool, though. I know, but I'm married. I can't move. Y'all go do that for me. <laughs> okay, we got it. Go live out your dreams. Go live out my dream. Let me live through you. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, so it's really interesting because like a lot of these charts about elevation are telling me like, like they all kind of say the same thing. They're like 1500 is considered very high. And so I'm wondering if like whenever we look at like the ranges of mm-hmm. these like places, like, um. Like the range of your your chef was like seventeen hundred to twenty two hundred. It would it, it would make sense that like two thousand that's probably the mm-hmm. the median. But maybe most of these places that's like yeah maybe it could be that much. But it's you maybe the lower number is like the standard. Yeah, because that would make more sense. Yeah, in a, in a lot of these um things because then it that would that would rule out a lot more a lot a lot less things would be very high yeah considering yeah so So here's something that says like a a hard bean will be produced between um golly okay so between 610 and 750 meters it will be it's considered super low and the general notes of that are going to be muddy and then you go a little higher up between 750 and 900 meters and it's considered low, and it's going to be like earthy and nutty. And then 900 to 1200 is like lower acidity and mm-hmm. starting to develop some of that sweetness. Yeah. And then 1200 to 1500, so right underneath that threshold that you're talking about, 1500 being high, is like chocolatey, sometimes like a slight fruitiness. Yeah. And then 1500 and above is considered like vibrant and fruity and floral. And so, I'm wondering if like most of the coffees we're looking at are all specialty coffees. That's true. And they're higher rated coffees, like 85 and above. Mm-hmm. And um, so with those being like higher rated coffees, they're grown at higher regions yeah. because that's what we like desire to drink mm-hmm. versus like Folgers is probably grown in that 500 that's meters true. really yeah, low yeah, yeah. area. Huh. So. Anyways. I don't know. That's interesting. And I, I think that's worth like revisiting one day yeah. and putting a pin back in it. But for sure. Um, yeah. Growing regions are, are weird because like there's soil in play. There's different water sources, like different. Do y'all have anything else specifically to say about a certain region or? No. I just think it's funny like how there's like an unimaginable amount of different factors going on mm-hmm. all yeah. at the same time. And there's not one thing that I feel like that's just going to like completely change something. I think it's the, the sum of all its parts. Yeah. And maybe just a little bit of magic. Yeah. About, a little like, bit of magic. That, that place. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's consistent. Like, mm-hmm. like clearly there's something to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just like random, of course. Yeah. Um, but like at each place like has its own distinct flavors. Yeah. And in none of it's 
right like oh they're doing it the right way there mm-hmm. yeah this is just different doing it what yeah their ancestors how they grew coffee cool. and and you know did all that so yeah super interesting um and i definitely enjoy these all these different growing regions and the variety varieties and like mm, i'm not gonna say randomness what's the word like distinctiveness i don't know like yeah. uniqueness. the uniqueness there we go there's the word i couldn't find and it's a very basic word but <laughs> nice cool well we will kind of stick a pin in that conversation yeah. and kind of wrap things up with our closing sessions um what have you be- boys been brewing this week what's in the bag i recently picked up the onyx tropical Dang. weather blend this man is rich yeah, he is. <laughs> he only he exclusively buys Onyx. Yeah, he does. It's been tasty. It's been good. <laughs> so Southern Weather, that's their blends, right? Uh tropical weather. Tropical weather. Okay. Um yeah, what's it a blend of? Well, I am so happy you asked, Jersey. <laughs> um, ask Caleb. Caleb, what are you brewing this week? <laughs> All right. So I have been brewing this Rwandan from Brown Coffee. Um, I picked it up at Joe Pine. I was almost out. Or I, yeah, I was pretty much out of that Kenyan that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw the Rwandan and I was like, I don't love the couple times I've had Rwandan, but I really, something about it, I just really want to like it. Yeah. I don't know why, but I really want to. Um what are some stats that you know about this coffee? Any off the top of your head? Meters above sea level? Uh, no. <laughs> nothing? Okay. Nothing. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember anything. I know that it has, um, it has like a, kind of like a chocolatey and like a strawberry yeah. note to it. Yeah. Um, so if I, if I was going to give a prediction. Yeah, give your prediction. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give a prediction about the sea level. And, then I'll <laughs> and come, it's in Rwanda. And so. then I'll come back. So I, I'm going to say probably... With the chocolatey note and a little bit of fruitiness, probably around, mm, I'm going to say it's like 1,600. 1,600? Let's, okay, cool. let's I'm looking up a, a Rwandan coffee right now that I've had, um, and I'm trying to see its, its farm notes. I now have the facts about the tropical weather. Go for okay. it. The tropical weather is an Ethiopian blend uh, from two regions, Ethiopia uh, Gijesa and okay. Ethiopia Gera. And it is 1,900 meters above sea level. Nice. Cool. And it's super good. Super fruity. Yeah. Um, I still have that coffee from the Italian Onyx. I mean, mm. Aliana. Coffee roasters. Um, it's, it's, it's an Ethiopian um, from Sadama. So like mm-hmm. l- lower than um, Yergachev, just east of it. Um, but its altitude is on the low end, 1,900 meters above sea level, and then high end, 2,300. So still r- super high up. Um, and it's really good. Uh, I brewed it and I brewed it with Josiah this past week in uh, AeroPress and it was like, oh, so yeah. strawberry, like fine, like, rub it in. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, that was literally <laughs> like the first time that our hangout got canceled cause I had COVID <laughs> jerk. That was literally like the first time that, uh, like there was a tasting note and I was like, oh, 
this tastes like that. Yeah, it was. It's really good. Um, I made it again. Like, luckily, like I didn't lose taste with COVID. Um, that's never been a, a side effect for me. Um, but uh, I made it this past week when I was sick and really enjoyed it. So, yeah, cool. Okay, on the bag, it's not. Sorry, I I found the coffee on their website. Mm-hmm. Doesn't give me an elevation. So. If I had to guess based off another Rwandan, I'd say around 1,600 to 1,700. That's about what I found. Let's go. So you get a trivia point. Wait, what? What? <laughs> yes. Oh, dude. Yo. Um, that's whack. Okay. So our trivia score right now is Caleb is at five and Josiah is at six he's and a, cheater, a half. Sir. Cheater. I'm cheater, not sure why he's, he's at cheater. a half. I can't remember why. Um, but we'll leave it at a half for now. Oh, it was because I I changed my answer. Oh, that's on right. That's one right. Of them mm. After after learning some crucial information, though. Okay, so he's still at six and a half. So I'm fine with six and a half. <laughs> it's fine. I got like I'm not taking four away. questions it's this week. <laughs> um, Never too late. The first one is about a growing region, a growing country um, that we didn't talk about today. And the first question is about how many coffee trade workers are there in Brazil? Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my I don't even Okay, so my question is do y'all want me to give y'all answer choices? Yes, please. Or do y'all want to just like give a guess? G- give me Can you just give us the population of Brazil? <laughs> okay, and then you're going to guess based off the population of Brazil? Yeah. I'm going to just then, guess the and population. And then guess how many of those no, people... No, can we have answer choices, please? <laughs> no, how many of those people work in the coffee trade? Let's look at the Brazil population first. It's going to be a lot. 213 million. Still not as much as America. <laughs> so, um, I'll give y'all answer choices based please. off that. Okay. Commies. <laughs> Bro, chill. Okay. One million... 2 million, 3.5 million, or 5 million. What was the population of Brazil again? Like 230,000. 30,000 or 30 million? It had to be 30 Sorry, million. 230 million. I was like, I was how like, are there more coffee workers than... <laughs> 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 Sorry. Okay, so 1 million, 2 million, 3.5, or 5 million? 3.5. I was going to go with 3.5, but for the sake of the game, I'll go with the one right below. Oh, my gosh. Just, just <laughs> It's okay. Million. You can you can take 3.5. You can take 3.5. But then if we're right or wrong. like If you're both right, change. I'll give you both the answer. It's fine. But, but, if we, but, but nothing but, changes. But if we both firmly believe. But that's not the point of the trivia. Yeah, the point of trivia I mean, is like, it's fun to have it. the points, but it's also good to know the knowledge. And if we both firmly believe that it's 3.5. Then Caleb, I want the points. But if you believe it's also three point five, you're going against your gut. I think you should just pick three point five. I think you picked three point five because it seemed like a safe option, and because there was, it was the only answer. That yeah, it did. But you also <laughs> wanted three point five. You For the also same exactly. And now, and now I'm fighting myself. Okay, fine. Five but, million. Okay, okay so Josiah is going with five million. I'm going three point five. And Josiah is right. Free. Freaking go, dude. <laughs> okay, but you only picked it because I took 3.5 first. No, but I was going to... 
No, I was going to choose five million. Anyways. No, you weren't. Anyways. That is a lie. Yes, I was. You no. He was going to second guess himself. No, remember dude. he literally said, "Oh, I was going to pick that one." See, but then I okay. So it was a predetermined second guess. Stop trying to change your mind. Initially, the fact. I was going to pick three point five, and He's then lying. I thought to nope, myself, I was liar. Like, "I'm only choosing that no. because that's the only answer." He's lying. He's lying. He's lying. Okay. You got lucky, and that's okay. I'm not blaming you for getting lucky. Josiah is winning seven and a half to five. Hear that? And a half. So, question number two for today. How's the, how's the have a flex? <laughs> They're about to fight everyone. Um, over coffee trivia. <laughs> over coffee trivia. The most hey, deep. Only three people. At least we're about. learning. We're learning. So then if we, Facts, dude. we if we bring another person on the pod, we can yeah. just like ask them a question that we've already asked and then beat them at it. <laughs> yeah, y'all can be geniuses. Cool. Um, anyway, second question What percentage of coffee is grown in the Americas? Okay, like Latin and South America, yeah, Latin America okay. and South okay. America. Okay, and I can give y'all answer in Hawaii, bro. Give Don't me like a them. percentage. <laughs> is Hawaii in in the Americas? Yeah, or, okay. I guess so. I don't, jo- yeah, I don't know what else. I, I don't know. Jo- I guess think about it. Hawaii is in the yeah, United no, States is, of America, United States. yeah, but also at the same time, like. Hawaii is also really far west, and you know so what I mean? it almost could be like Asia Islands. It's but it's a part of the yeah, USA. It's a part of America. <laughs> yeah, but in, in Coffee, terms of like, okay, I know like legally, like it's yeah. So okay, then, but Hawaii doesn't grow like that much is, coffee. Like legally and politically, it's in the U.S., in the end, there's so many in yeah. South America that it absolutely trumps. So, Hawaii. what percentage of all the coffee in the world is grown just from the Americas? Coffee in the world. Oh, okay. Um, I think I, I think I have an accurate. Do we have any choices, or are we just going for it? Uh, do y'all want choices, or do y'all want to just go for it? We can just go for it. Okay, let's say the. Uh, that'd be hard. Does it say your number at the same time? <laughs> I'm gonna go sixty-four percent. Okay, sixty-four percent. Caleb's op- choice was sixty-four percent. What were you gonna think? Not change it off of Caleb's answer, but what was yours? I was going to go with 52. 52. Because okay. I do think it's a lot, but it's also a lot of other countries. I know there's a lot of Indonesian going yeah, on. Yeah, that's of, true. And a lot of but, uh, African. Okay, so the answer is two-thirds. Wow. 66. 66. Yeah, good job, Caleb. So I nice. thought about it because I like... We talk about places Bra- like Brazil. Like, yeah, yeah, I was thinking first. I was like Brazil, and they've yeah. do they've they're the highest one. But then I think about like Ethiopia and Kenya and like a lot of the African countries, mm-hmm. and they do pick it by hand and like in naturally grown. Yeah. So like, and I think I I don't know if a lot of Asian countries do that too, but I know Asian countries have a lot like longer of a process. Yeah. So oh, with yeah, like just, the quick, just logically, like it I'll takes say, more manpower for for them, and yeah. also Brazil. Has, has five million laborers. Five million laborers. Yeah, yeah. So, fair. Uh, Brazil fair actually grows one third of all the world's coffee. That's insane. That that I I remembered that. So like, that accounts for they half of that. So Brazil alone accounts uh, for half Brazil of South alone American is coffee. half of all of yeah. South America and America wow. coffee. It's pretty insane. That's crazy. Yeah, cool. So this is thanks Brazil. Kind of yeah, thanks Brazil. <laughs> this is off of a uh, kind of that little genre of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but question number three, while wine is said to have about 400 distinct flavor characteristics, how many does coffee exhibit? Oh, oh, oh. Well, so Onyx makes up half of them. <laughs> um, 
Bro, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What I'm do sorry. you want your coffee to taste like? No, I just I always rag on like the Onyx. Like they're like, oh, uh, we this tastes like if you took a peach straight off the farm and then cut half of it and left it on a table for a week. Just like I feel like they like make very specific I flavor notes, that. No. and I think it's funny like how specific it gets. And I'm just kind of like, okay, chill. Do y'all want? Um, I'm also a flavor note hater. Do y'all want these that, but okay. flavor characteristics, Whatever. like a number, like A, B, C, D, or do y'all want to just guess? There's 400 in wine, and so how many is there in coffee? Can we get the first thing? Because I don't like, I don't know, I don't really know anything about wine, so it's hard for me to like make that as a base. Yeah, so y'all want answer choices? Yeah, because... I would like answer choices. Yeah. Okay. 280, 500, 640, or 800. Okay, before... So 280, 280 500, 500, 640, 800. Before we answer this, are these like, fla- are these like flavor notes? Um like tasting notes or are these flavors that have been like like who's deciding this like this is the number of flavors uh i'm not sure like what they don't have a source listed here um but maybe they do i'm clicking on their source give me a second the cdc (laughs) um so it's talking about like not only like your taste buds, but also like your smell and okay. like this is based off like professional coffee cuppers or coffee tasters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um distinguishing the flavor. So like think acidity, aroma, body, yeah. And all the different words and things they use to describe the flavor. So two eighty, five hundred, six forty, eight hundred. Caleb, you can either choose first or you can defer since you That's are true. down. I'll defer. Mm. So Josiah picks first. I think I have an answer, but I want to see what his is first. I think. You can hear his thoughts. Speaking. I do think it's 640. Okay, Josiah says 640. Caleb, okay, what do you I'm say? I'm going to stick with 500. 500. So th- to this one, do I give who's closer? Because neither of y'all are right. Mm, or do I just go? No, because answer choices. choices. Okay, yeah. so no one gets the point. It was yeah. 800. Really? So I didn't, I didn't think it'd be that many. Yeah. There are like 400 Dang. in wine, and then it's double that for coffee, which is insane. But I, I guess know. there's probably more coffee produced. Eh. I don't know. Are there, would there be more coffee producers than wine producers in the world? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like coffee is probably more diverse because, like, I guess cause, it's grown all over the world. Yeah. Like geographically. Like. Yeah, but you know, I the, also feel like grapes and different wineries that I've seen in different vineyards. It's a lot more forgiving of the region that you're in. Yeah. Where it's possible to That's grow true. those things. Mm-hmm. Cool. This is the last one I saw, and I was like, oh, that's so random. I have to choose this question. 
And I'm probably going to have to give you all the answer choices because y'all are going to have no idea. I'm so here for it. Uh, um, can we just not have answer choices then? <laughs> I'm really curious about what this about is. About what percentage of espresso is fat? Oh. Like, what? you know when you like, so like think of like nutrition no facts way. on the back oh of your my, bag of I chips. If you flip your espresso and look at the back of it. No way you what is this. What is like the fat percentage? You what? So, any guesses or y'all want these answer choices? I'd like answer choices. <laughs> I think we should just have guesses. <laughs> I think it would, because of how silly of a question it is, I think having silly answers, because neither of us know. Okay, so let I, Josiah I guess okay. first. <laughs> fat? I just never think about that. I don't that either, dude. Coffee. I saw this. Like, I was reading about coffee and saw that there was fat, and I was like, how much there's, I didn't know there was fat in coffee. Yeah, I didn't either. Interesting. I don't think it's a lot. It can't be a lot. It can't be a lot. Yeah, it can't be a lot. I mean, most of it's water. In yeah. Case, so. But I think it's like... Because mm, I'm thinking about comparing it to like milk. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so funny. Because milk has fat. Milk does. It has 1%, 2%. Or, but milk is but a whole, very different drink than it's Yeah, I know, but whole, whole milk is only like 4%, right? Yeah, it's like 3 to 4%. Yeah, 3 to 4%. That's so true. So I'm thinking that we're talking like... Like decimal uh, points. Yeah, it gotta be. <laughs> uh, I'm trying like not to let y'all read my face. I feel like something stupid. I'm going to go with like 25%. 25 25%? <laughs> I think it's in the decimals. 25%, Jesse. I'm going no, I'm, I'm going 0.5. Okay. Caleb's closer. <laughs> it was 2.5%. <laughs> no, I can't go back now. It's, it's whatever. Oh, it's is that so what you funny. meant? No, I said 25 is a joke. No way, are you serious? Oh. Uh, okay, no, there's the, no going back now. Well, like, yeah, you said it, so you're like, I think 25%. And then, like, your face did not change. No, it, it's way too late now. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. We'll give uh, Caleb I, I, the I point legitimately there. thought you were being serious. And no, so, no the score. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what you, I was like, what is he on? <laughs> I was like, he just. Because I looked at you, and you're like straight faced, and I was like, okay. <laughs> That's so funny. So Dang, Caleb brother. is at seven, and then Josiah is at eight. We're going to give him the, the half point up and round it up this week. Um, so still close. And I think we'll, we'll do like first to like 15. So I like should, that. That should take like three or four more episodes, and then we'll like reset. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Sounds good to um, me. Or maybe, maybe I'll join it, and we'll give off trivia research to someone else. Or mm. the loser, Ooh, yeah. loser, the loser does the trivia Ooh, questions. There we go. Yeah, I kind of like yeah. that. I like it. I kind of want to lose now. <laughs> I kind of want to. <laughs> nice, cool. Well, that is it. Thank y'all for joining us. Thank y'all for coming and and talking coffee, talking shop. Um, and then I will. We will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.